What's up guys, it's Lisa. We're all well into our coronavirus quarantine and needless to say, it's been a trying time for all of us. We've had to change our daily routines, many of us haven't even left the house, gyms are closed and overnight most of our relationships went virtual. So how can we come out of this quarantine stronger, healthier and even more connected? Well, I've taken this opportunity to talk to some of my favourite people on my Instagram Live to get their advice on these very issues and have found the conversation so freaking helpful that I wanted to share them here as well. So over the next couple of months, we'll be posting bonus episodes every Friday to help us get through this quarantine stronger together. What's up, guys? In this solo Q&A, I answer questions from you guys about false accusations, how the quarantine has affected our business and letting go of working out when my gut health was at its worst. <laughs> we are live. What up, people? How is everyone doing today? Just sat down, a bit frantic, as always. Get my coffee ready. You guys got your coffee ready? Got your tea? What's your drink of choice? Drop it in. Where are you calling from? I am today answering questions live. Do my setup as I talk to you guys. Um, all right. So I am answering questions live, guys. So if you have a question, drop it in the comments below or do one of these um, question stickers. I'm really enjoying those. So put in a question sticker and I'll put it at the bottom and I'll answer. Or I'm also doing Instagram roulette, which means that if you request to join me on this live, ah, I see a shadow. I see a shadow. Is it the works? Is it the works or is it the hubby? All right, that's my baby girl and the hubby. Um, so where was I? Yes, so I'm also um, inviting people to come and join me on my live right now. So guys, my chair. This is how I do things, by the way. If you ever wonder how I get stuff done, it is being scatty. That is how I get things done. Um, but I just roll with it. So yes, I'm answering questions like sticker, request to join me. And let's just start. Who? Let's do some shout outs. Hi from Serbia. What up, Serbia? Um, waving back at you, uh, Il Avi One. Don't know how to pronounce that. So, do you guys have a question? Oh, I think I have a question already. Ah, oh, thank you for the nice, quick question. All right, I'm gonna reframe this a little because I'm not liking that framing much. All right, how do you deal with cancel culture if you were wrongly accused? I don't actually know what cancel culture is. Anyone know Michelle? If you're watching, she kind of is um, slacking me some of the, some of the questions. What is cancel culture? I don't know what that is. Um, but I will talk about how I deal when I'm wrongly accused. So I used to be so defensive. Oh my god! Literally, someone accused me. I would take it to heart. I would fight and give every reason why they were wrong. And I don't know if people are saying what the cancel culture is, so I'm gonna keep taking a look just in case. Um, but yeah, I used to absolutely defend myself and I would get so upset and it was like, so just fight to the for my rights. And the truth is all it ever actually did was fuel more fire inside me, get me more angry and more upset, more heartbroken. And so when I started, oh, okay, so haha, cancel culture refers to the popular practice of withdrawing support for canceling public figures and companies after they have done or said something considered um, ob objective objectional or offensive cancel culture is generally discussed as being performed on social media in the form of group shaming oh okay wow i didn't know that so thank you for teaching me something um yeah i mean so you have two choices you can defend yourself and defend yourself 
or you can not defend yourself. And so I like to kind of think of things as being that simple and that black and white because ultimately you have a choice right now. So you can look back and first of all, if this was me, I would identify and say, okay, what did I play any part in what um, they're accusing me of, right? So if I'm wrongly accused, is there any even possible remote reason why they could be right? Because it's an opportunity right now for you to actually take a look at yourself and go, oh, well, maybe there was something. Maybe I said this word. Maybe this triggered people. I didn't mean to, so you don't feel badly about it, but maybe there's some massive nuggets of gold in this feedback right now. So don't dismiss it. Um, but you're going to have to separate the truth um, and your ego, like the ego, like for me, my ego was everything. It was like the one thing I had to protect myself. And the truth was, is that that was getting in my way. That was getting in my way of learning and improving. Like I said, is there an element of truth to anything that they're saying? Because now that's a possibility for you to get stronger and more powerful. So there's that. And then also it's like, if you know to your freaking core that you didn't do anything that it absolutely it is let's say social media taking it to a whole new level it has like no truth or merit to it why do you care and i really mean that like actually think about why you care i'm not judging i'm not saying why the hell do you care i'm actually saying why do you care what is it about it that makes you care when there are people out there that are so wrong about you why does it bother you? What is it about it? Because by identifying that, you can maybe then start to unwind things. It's like, oh, well, I thought they're my tribe. Okay, well, feeling rejected from your tribe is tough. So address that. Is it that you put so much of your own self-esteem and your own value in those people? And now you feel like with that ding, that your, your, your entire self-esteem is now falling apart. Okay, that's amazing because now you can identify that your self-esteem was fragile, that you were putting yourself esteem and how you feel about yourself on other people so um yes that is exactly how i would handle it i would be really framing it to be like how is this positive what can i learn from this what can i take away from it lick your wounds i get it it freaking sucks sometimes especially if it really really truly is completely false so for me i would spend 30 minutes licking my wounds feeling sorry for myself but then after that get the fuck up like i'm sorry that's just the language I use. But seriously, get the frick up. Don't let these people who are falsely accusing you to hold you back. Boom. All right. So thank you for the questions. Guys, like I said, if you're just joining, put in a question um, as a sticker or request a um, joint live. I have no idea who I'm inviting to join me. So if you guys have um, questions, please be ready. Oh, okay. Let All right. This is from Jessica Hurley. Jessica Hurley, come on down, come on down, come on down, waiting to connect. Hello! What's up, Jessica? Oh my God, how are you? Good, homie, how are you? I might put my headset in because I think that might be easier for people. Can you hear me okay? I can hear me perfectly. Okay, huge What's fan of Women of Impact, huge fan of Tom's show as well. I actually met Tom at ClickFunnels and heard the story oh. about you guys that he told. Best story ever. I love everything about it. What story was it? I'm so curious. <laughs> Just about how, like, your father didn't really believe in him, and he had to acknowledge and take responsibility for the fact that he hadn't really done anything up until, like, his adult life and how much you supported him before he even decided kind of what was for him, and he built Quest and everything else. 
So I commend you guys. And I love that you share your stories and you bring these people on these shows. But I do have a question for you. Let's do it, honey. So I um, follow someone that sent out an email two days ago about, and it was the coolest email ever, about they were actually requested to be on your show. And that they, they were canceled. on my show. Yeah, she said she was going to be on your show. And then the quarantine happened. And it was like the saddest thing ever because she was like looking forward to it. It was this big thing for her. And then she talked about how you're preparing now to do like um, virtual virtual interviews for some right. of your shows. And so I was wondering with you and Tom both primarily having um, in-person shows, how has this affected your business and how have you guys kind of pivoted to show up during this time? Yeah, thank you for the question. Um, do you remember what guest it was? I'm like horrified. I think it was Rachel Luna. Oh, so I had her on Skype instead. Yeah, okay. I, yes. was bummed, I was bummed to not meet her in person. So guys, actually, perfect setup. No shame. Go watch the episode, guys. It's out now on YouTube. Um, so here's the thing. I, the way I approach things is what can I control and what can I not control? And what is my actual mission? So if I back up and go, yes, I built this company, Impact Theory. I built a show called Women of Impact. I have women on the show that I interview in person. From the get-go, I said, I don't want to do Skype calls. I'm much more of an in-person. Person. I love hugs. I love like just skin contact. So like you'll see me sometimes just, like touching the, the the guest's knee, just because like I the, it gives me energy that I don't necessarily get online. And so from the get go, I said this is what we're gonna be. Now in this situation, I'm stuck, right? I could right. Oh, no, actually I'm not even gonna say I'm stuck. I have a choice. I have a choice to go out and do something that could um, have a negative consequence to you know other people. So I don't want to do that. Like I don't want to catch the COVID nineteen. I don't want other people to catch it. So as a responsible human, I want to make sure that I'm staying home. But then it's like, well, how do I run my business? Well, then I start to realize and think about what is my business predicated on? Is it predicated on creating impact to really bring value to people? Or is it predicated on me being in this amazing studio with amazing lighting, with an amazing team? And it's like, while the core of me loves content, I studied filmmaking at school, that is where my heart is. I have to go back to them. What is my reason for doing it in the first place? Like, what was that goal? And I don't want to be distracted by all this other thing that could easily distract me. I could sit there and go, oh my God, my business, it's predicated on video. Now I don't have anything to do. Or I can say, Lisa, remember why you're freaking here. I'm freaking here to create impact and to help anyone struggling. And who on earth would I be to get in my own way of my own goal by then doing a disservice by saying, all right, I'm not going to shoot in person. So whether it's a business where you've got a podcast do you have a podcast by the way i try to read your i name. do okay, i what's do your, what's your podcast let's give it a shout the stranded out. phase all right the stranded phase all right amazing so you have an opportunity to go back to saying what is actually the thing that my goal is like whether it's a podcast whether it's a show whether it's being a good parent like i don't really care what that goal is but how do you right now go back to what that goal is and read think about things to how you can still achieve that goal. So for me, I want to create impact. And so now I'm doing more lives. I'm doing video chats instead of in Skype, you know, in person. And it's just like, it is what it is, but I'm focusing on the goal and the impact, not the method in which I deliver it to. I love so much that you guys, I just wanted you to repeat that publicly because I love the way that people are pivoting to create solutions. I think the vision it's the same for a lot of us. It's just the path has changed. Mm -hmm. And so it's about pivoting to create solutions for the times that people are in now versus what you were normally doing to create impact. 
And I think you pivoted so well to create that solution. So I was, I was inspired when I read that email and I was like, God, I love that she's still showing up, that she's not letting us take her over. She's not letting us take over her show. And people need this now more than ever. YouTube views and podcast numbers have soared because people are home and they, they're craving positive content. So that's the perfect way for you to continue to show up. I love it. Agreed. Awesome. Thank you so much for the question, sweetie. And keep crushing it. Work hard on that podcast. Super, super excited for you and keep going. Thank you so much. Have a good day. Uh, take care, sweetie. You too. All right, guys. If you are just joining me, I am taking live questions as a sticker at the bottom. And I'm also just inviting people to come and join me on these lives to ask in-person questions. So um, let's go with... Uh, all right. This is a gut question. I kind of like the gut questions. All right. How did you overcome gut health issues and still found motivation to work out? Thank you. Um, for some reason, guys, I can't read the rest of the question. So I'm just going to say, hope you guys are well. I assume that's staying safe. Um, okay. So how do I deal with gut issues and still find motivation to work out? So the truth was, first of all, um, I didn't have motivation. I didn't. I was just, I had been running on the treadmill for so many years, counting calories, that that was kind of just inbred in me that no matter how you feel, whether you're weak or whether you're sore, like you, you just keep jumping on the treadmill. So when my gut health um, really deteriorated, I couldn't eat. Like, so I wasn't getting the nutrition and the nutrients that I needed in order to show up at the gym. And so in those moments, I, I just took three months off. I had to give myself grace. I had to say, Lisa, now's the time to only focus on one thing, right? This isn't like a phrase or something as like, you can't, if you do 10 things, you can't do any of them perfectly well. And that's what exactly what I was trying to do. I was still trying to be present at Quest because when it first started, we were still running Quest. So I was still trying to be there present for my entire team. I was still trying to go to the gym because I really wanted to look good. Um, and I was still trying to actually deliver on, you know, my, my work and being a good wife and showing up for my husband. And I tried to do everything. No, no wonder my freaking gut health and my immune system crashed. So I just had to take freaking ownership. And that was the first step. Take ownership. At least I did this to myself. I know that with overdoing antibiotics, with having a restrictive diet, but I don't blame myself. I just said, okay, if I did this, then I can unwind it. So if I can unwind it, what are the steps in order to get there? So to work out, for instance, I couldn't see it as like a moment in time, right? It's about a longevity. How can I show up in the gym in a year, in two years, in three years? And so if that means I have to just say to myself, Lisa, give yourself freaking grace and don't go to the gym for two, three months so you can like, like recoup so that you can actually start to get better. Then shift your focus once you're better into getting motivated again at the gym. So I actually had the opposite. I had to hold back my motivation to go to the gym. Like, because my mind kept saying, but you want to go to the gym, but you want to go to the gym. And so I just had to say, no, who are you? Who is the person you want to be? And then live in accordance to that. And I didn't want to be that person that was like saying to my husband in five years, like, oh, I'm so weak. Why is this always me? Why is it happening? It's been five years. It's not my fault. No, fuck that. It is my fault. I can help it. I can control it right now. And that's so exciting. 
So now going back to how do I find motivation in workout is I had to just give myself grace. Say right now, Lisa, you do not have motivation. Okay, why do you not have motivation? Don't take this as a dig on you. This is not a personal insult to me that I don't have motivation to go to the gym. It is an explanation of I'm not taking the nutrients in in order to fuel my body that has the energy to go to the gym. Cool, how do I get that energy back? Step one, then step two, work on your mindset. Then step three, get your motivation back in the gym. So it, it is a multiple step process. Do not, under any circumstances, feel bad about not working out if you are focusing on getting your health right, period. So thank you so much for that question. This is something that I battle with every single day that I have battled with for many years now. And I, am, um, I didn't start off like this. So all of this attitude that you say, that you see me doing and saying, literally, guys, I am... This is where I am now. I didn't start there. So wherever you are right now, give yourself the grace to fall. Give yourself the grace to mess up. Give yourself the grace to go to the gym and then say, shit, I shouldn't have gone to the gym today. Like give yourself that grace, but make sure that you're learning from it every stage so that eventually, I mean, I've been dealing with this for like four or five years now. So you can see that it's taken me a long time to get here. So give yourself the grace to mess up, to fall. But I would say shift your mindset right now to focusing on your gut and forget about the workouts right now. All right, hope that helped. So in case you guys are wondering, I am answering questions. I also want to do some shout outs. So let me know where you guys are joining from. I've got shout outs, um, people from Rwanda, Germany and Colombia in the house. What's up, people? Um, okay, I am answering questions live. I'm going to do one more sticker tap and then I'm going to invite. Um, let's just bounce back and forward. Why not, eh? Why not? Come on, people. All right, here we go. Aha! I've got oh, women of impact left. I thought they were about to ask me a question. Women of impact. I want to know what women of impact has to ask me. All right. Gigi. 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 Come on down, girl. Or dude, I guess. That's, that's very possible. Hi. It's the second time on and your oh my God, life. You, you remember me. Oh, of course I remember you. Welcome um, back, my friend. So I started, uh, my life has been crazy uh, in the good way. And now I started to post things online because I want to build a community and I searched deep inside. I got angry that everybody except a few people, and I met one of my mentors, selling courses online, taking advantage of the fact that people are desperate. So I'm, I'm like, I want to do that for free mm -hmm. and make something on the other hand and make money out of it. But I was talking to someone and they said, you need to find your target audience, but I don't have that in mind. Like, I know the story of you guys helping people that were in prisons with the teardrop tattoos, like all the crazy stories that it shows that human potential is actually limitless. All you need is someone to see you. It's not like Tom thought that's the guy that we want to hire or that's the guy that we want to impact. Mm -hmm. So again, it's the mind idea of you need to find the target group. And I'm like, I don't care what the background is. I just want to help them. Um, so who, my, who specifically do you want to help? Sorry, go ahead with your question and then I'll... Uh, for me, it's people who think, um, who are brought up, because in my opinion, I want to break the circuit. If you come from an abusive background, you're going to abuse your child. That's what's happening. If you come from a family that abuses alcohol, you're going to... So I want to break that circle. Okay. In, I mean, even around me, I look at friends that, have kids and they are doing the same thing over and over. So for me, that's the 
what I want. I want to break that circle. I also want to start the podcast and things like that, like impact people by storytelling. But I just want to offer a chance to people that no one else gives a chance, the one that we put on the side. Like Mm -hmm. no one is looking at them, no one is seeing them, acknowledge them and things like that. So those are kind of the people I want to impact. Okay, so sorry, what was the question? Do I need to find a specific target people in my mind? Oh, I see. Or I just go... If you own your own business, when an employee leaves your company, whether on good terms or bad, it can feel, I hate to say it, but it actually can feel personal, like you and you alone are the one to blame. And it actually may even trigger you to lock down your business, not open yourself up and not actually risk trying anyone else. Like you actually would your heart after a bad breakup and avoid looking for that new partner altogether. Well, let's face it, sometimes we can do that with hires as well. And trust me, guys, I've been there. I get the thought of bringing in a new stranger into your business actually fills your heart with more anxiety than it does love and joy. But when you post your jobs on LinkedIn, you can actually feel the confidence that you will find the right person for the right job fast because LinkedIn isn't actually just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion billion with a B professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Because guys, it gives you access to professionals that you actually can't find anywhere else. And so LinkedIn does all that while making the process easy and intuitive, which then makes hiring with confidence easy when you have that many quality candidates. And it's so easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get qualified candidates within 24 hours. So post your jobs for free at linkedin.com slash Lisa. That's linkedin.com slash Lisa to post your job for utterly free. And of course, terms and conditions always apply. As an entrepreneur, one of the biggest challenges you will face is the negative voice in your head. You know who I'm talking about? That may be not so small part of you that loudly doubts your abilities to actually pull the things off and make a living from your passion project. But you've got to overcome that negative voice in your head, homie, because I'm telling you, you can do it especially if you use Shopify. Now, Shopify is an all-in-one global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From launching your business to hitting a million dollars, Shopify has got you completely covered. And with all the built-in Magic AI award-winning customer service and the internet's best converting checkout, you have everything you need to shut down the voice of doubt and make all your amazing business dreams a reality. That's exactly why, guys, I love Shopify. So if you want to start growing your business with more customers and sales, shut that negative voice down and prove her wrong that you can do it, Shopify is here for you. So go and sign up for just $1 a month with your trial period at shopify.com slash Lisa, all lowercase. Again, guys, you can go to shopify.com slash Lisa right now to grow your business, no matter where you are and what stage it's in. That's shopify.com slash Lisa. It seems like you really have a certain target audience in regards to people who have been abused. So that, that to me immediately seems like your target audience. Um, so it, in your question, I think you gave your answer. Um, and one thing I do want to address, though, actually, is one thing that you said at the beginning of people selling courses. So we obviously have um, at Impact Theory, we have a university and we have really been um, weighing these options and juggling. And so there's a few things I actually want to say on that. One, there's absolutely no harm and no shame in wealth creation. I think we need to stop saying that how can people ask for money because they still have to live too, right? So all these people who are selling, they've still got their freaking bills. They probably got kids, 
family that they have to support. So I don't think we should be shaming people that have a course that they're selling. Now, are they extending themselves to help other people? That's up to them. I have no expectations. I don't think people have to do anything. I don't think people have to give things for free. That's their prerogative. And if someone wants to spend the money on that course, that is also their prerogative. So I, I don't think that there's, I mean, there's a lot of content. Now look, my business, I have a lot of avenues on where I, I, I can make potential money. So if um, I stopped my course, it wouldn't make or break me. But there are people right now who, if they stopped selling their course, they would be in the same situation. They would be out of money. So why would we judge them for doing the same thing? Like, I, I don't, I think that that's a little contradictory um not you specifically but i'm just saying we need to be okay with people trying to make money as well so are they going after the week like are you trying are you being predatory that's a whole different avenue right like if you're being predatory on the people that right now are feeling emotionally insecure i do not agree with that in any way shape or form so that is not what i'm saying but for us, we basically looked at the situation and said, okay, well, our university is bringing in some finance that is still needed because think about my company. I have about, we've got about 25 full-time employees. I don't want to let anyone go. Like Tom and I have sat down and said, we, we, we do not want to let anyone go under any reason, but we have to be bringing money in because there's that knock-on effect. But I think my team is like my family. They've got to support their family. They've got a mortgage. So I would feel like it's a personal failure if I had to let them go. And in order not to let them go, I have to look at my p and I have to look at my finances. So I want to just, that is super important for me to have said out loud. Um, but like I said, we have looked at our our, um, our courses and said okay how do we give it to the people for free so we've given um we've opened up our courses for anyone that is in the medical field anyone on the front line we've just given it for free to the rest of for the rest of the year so there's um i think there's wonderful ways to do it so for you i wouldn't even say you should do everything for free i would say you've probably got bills to pay you probably you know you need to put food in your mouth so where is that um, avenue of being able to monetize, but also being able to give massive value without charging? I don't charge for any of my YouTube videos. I'm still putting them out every single week. So what are the things that you can do that where maybe you can give for free, really create impact, go after the people that you said you want to affect, but then also think about monetization because if we are stuck here for another one, two, three months, how are you going to pay your bills? And that's super freaking important to think about with no judgment or shame on yourself. Yeah. I that's putting things into perspective. Like um, you always need to listen to other people. You can't just, you need the holistic approach. Uh, and also I want to address something because you have a massive platform so basically, if you look at, look at the news, there are a lot of people that are trapped with their abuser, and you and Tom have a huge platform, and if you can help like these people to reach out with a code word or something so people can help them, I just want to raise that. Yeah, can you actually, um, I, I want to make sure that I get to other questions, but actually this yeah. is a very important topic. My brother actually sent me a, um, an article very recently 
about the fact that people right now are and um, they've been in abusive relationships but they haven't necessarily had to endure 24 hours a day seven days a week with them they have found escapism in other things and it didn't even dawn on me and he sent me this this article and he's like this is a real issue where women are now trapped with their abuser so it's like man this is something i have i i don't have that experience but it is something that i couldn't even imagine so is there anything actually that like is there websites that you may know of right now that my audience can go to if they're in that situation um, yeah there are a couple because i i i reached i think 200 influencers on instagram sent them a message and some of them came back and they're helping okay. with this so what i'm gonna go back is... and send you a message at the end of the website because i don't know it by heart all right but cool. there yeah. are a couple and can... some art and yeah if you can DM me certain websites and certain pages that are really addressing this, I will then on my next live, Women of Impact, while you're watching, make sure that I do this, please. Um, I will absolutely help share and support that because it was something I didn't even occur to me. And uh, God, like right now, I totally hear you. People in those situations need as much support as we possibly can. So thank you for bringing that to attention to that, hon. Yeah. Thank you. All Have right. a great day. Thank you, sweetie. You too. See you. <laughs> Bye. Oh my God, how much do I love that woman? Second time. I feel like we're friends now. Um, okay, so guys, if you are watching, I am doing some questions live. Let's do another sticker. Um... All right, so this person really wants their question answered. So I'm going to answer it. Now, the only problem, if anyone knows like more about Instagram than I do, can you let me know how to um, read the rest of the sticker question? This actually all fits on, but sometimes it's got dot, dot, and I can't actually read the rest. So, you know, if you know better, but don't do better, how would you overcome that? Um, I am very, very um, honest and open about my inadequacies. So, but I have learned over time to not beat myself up when I identify those inadequacies. Because I always use, and I think you guys have heard this many times now, especially if you follow my husband, but it's like using the words yet. So if you know better, but don't do better, in that moment, right, you've got choice. I used to beat myself up. I used to get really annoyed with myself, frustrated. Come on, Lisa, you know better. What the hell? And it's like, that would just make me feel worse about myself because I'm like, you failed. You, you know, are you a failure now? Because you knew you should have done better, Lisa, but you didn't. Okay. Where does that mindset get you? Nowhere. Did it ever, ever, I'm going to scoot closer because I'm really feeling this. Did it ever, ever, ever get anybody anywhere but beating themselves up and making themselves feel shitty about it? Maybe some people, but not me. So I started to realize, okay, beating myself up over it doesn't help. But not acknowledging it also doesn't help. So how can I, Lisa, me, how can I get in better at it knowing how I work okay so I know beating myself up doesn't work I know that ignoring it doesn't help me improve so I just look at my inadequacies and say okay what could I have done differently in hindsight don't beat yourself up but hey Lisa let's play a game what could I have done differently start writing down those things what are all the little things that I could have done differently and what would I have done in that situation next time so imagine like you're writing a script that's how I always think about it if I'm writing a script and this is the scene and the scene is already played out and now I have the power to rewrite that scene, what would I have rewritten it to be? Like, how would I have acted? What are the words I would have said? How would I have responded? Like, literally write it out and then go, amazing. Now I know next time 
what I can do, not like what I should do or theoretically do. Actually, what I would do. Okay, Lisa, last time you said this word. That clearly didn't help. That word you noticed in real time spiraled that person out of control, let's say. You didn't want that to result. So if I know using this word spirals people out of control. So, okay, perfect example. Someone's freaking the fuck out at you. And you're like, I just want to fucking tell them to calm down. So you say, calm down. No one in the history of ever being told to calm down has ever calmed down. And I know this, but in that moment, I still freaking tell them to calm down. But Lisa, that wasn't successful. So if I'm rewriting my story, what would I rewrite I would have said instead? So let's replay back that story. Let's replay back that scene. I'd be like, okay, tell them to calm down, just derailed them. So what I, but I still want them to calm down. So what would I do? All right, what words would be better? What are not trigger words? All right, so maybe it's like, I hear you. I really do. I understand all of this frustration that you're, you're, you know, you're spilling. I'm not telling them to calm down. I'm telling them that I, they're heard. I tell them that I understand. And then you're just like, do you want me to right now listen or, or give you advice? Okay, I want you to listen. All right, that means I need to shut up. When someone says, listen, shut up, then... Right, so you can see where I'm going with this, right? I'm really playing out the story. Then if it's like, okay, they want me to advice. All right, now they've given me permission to give them advice. So let's say now I start giving them advice and they freak out again. I'm not going to tell them to calm down because I learned that's a trick or word. I'm now going to say, oh, sorry, I thought you wanted advice. Do you want me to just listen? No, 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 I do want your advice. Okay, if you want my advice, then what would be amazing is that you just listen to the advice that I'm giving you. And then if you have any questions, of course, I'm here for you. Let's talk about it. Right? So it helps keep them calm. So there are things that you can do. So anyway, going back to the question, if you know better, but don't do better, don't freaking beat yourself up. Put in a strategy to then handle it better next time. And no, it's never going to be a one-time deal. You're going to mess up a million times. Like literally, even if you've learned the lesson and you've done it and you're like, oh man, I handled that amazingly well. You're probably going to screw up again later in another month, in a week, you know, in a week, in a year, who knows? But again, don't beat yourself up. Replay the situation, do better next time and move on. So that's the question. All right, let's have a look now. Let's have a look. Next question. Oh, so many questions. I don't know. What do you guys want to hear about? All right, I'm just going to do this random one. This is from RJ Joshi. How, how to re retroactive jealousy. Um, I'm not sure what you mean. Do you have the jealousy or do they have the jealousy? Women of Impact or Michelle, let me know if there's context. Um, so I guess, yeah, it does depend on if it's you that's jealous or if it's the other person that's jealous. Um, I will answer this differently, but so people, um, let's go on. No, not sure. Okay. Um, so I'm just going to make it up. Okay. How to retroactive jealousy. So if I'm jealous, the first thing I would say is why? Like, what is it right now that I am feeling? <laughs> Women have impacted the emoji. I don't know. Um, all right, so I'm just going to do both. So let's say I'm jealous. I would say, why am I jealous? Like, what is it? Is it something that he's doing that's making me feel insecure? Or is it something, or he or she or your partner, or is it something that I'm already insecure about? The chances are, like, so for instance, if my partner, Tom, if he kept coming 
home and kept saying, so I, I think of myself as a pretty secure person, but if he kept coming home and was just like, oh, this person's really hot. Like, why can't you be like that? Right? Like, okay. I think that's a little inappropriate. You're making me deliberately making me feel badly about myself. So there's just like, a, obviously a very upfront thing. But if there are other things that he's doing, that's give, giving me the like edge, like let's say he picks up his phone and starts texting. And I look over and I'm like, oh babe, who are you texting? He's like, oh, just someone, no one, whatever. And if I start to feel that tinge of jealousy, I need to identify why am I feeling jealous? Do I not trust him? Even if it was a woman, why would I care? Like, what is it in this situation right now that is making me feel uneasy? Is it that I don't feel secure in my relationship? Because I would actually ask that. Do I feel secure in my relationship with Tom? And if the answer is no, I'd have to identify why. Is he not spending enough time with me? Am I not getting enough attention? And I and I, I really mean that. Like, And I, I say that with no shame. Of course I want attention from my husband. I don't think that is a negative. Maybe you guys do. I don't. I think it's important to request and ask for attention from each other, um, whether it's a partner or even a friend. Like, yes, I want attention right now. I, I need to feel good about myself and I want to feel thought of. And so do I turn to you to be thought of? So for my husband, of course, I turn to him to be thought of. Like, that is partly why he's my husband. So anyway, I, I turn to him. And so what I would do is then talk about why the situation has occurred the way it has occurred. And if it was the other way around, I pretty much actually would do the same thing with him. And I'd be like, well, why me texting someone right now? Or if it's a dude and I'm texting him, why are you feeling jealous? What is it that I may not be helping deliver on, you know, like how I feel about you? Maybe I'm not giving enough to this relationship. Okay, that's very fair. Let's identify that. But let's also identify what you are going through that makes you feel insecure that when I'm texting a dude that you think it's about you. So, okay, that's the question. All right, guys. Um, oh, I'm going to answer this question because actually I just did a video about it. And so I haven't released the video yet, but I really want to talk about it. This is the Vic Victress Coach. The question is, my question is how to stay focused and disciplined while being a person who's very creative and loves freedom and flexibility. Um, I assume you mean while you're quarantined right now and how to stay focused and disciplined. Um, so... I literally yesterday did a video because I was trying to focus and I find it very easy to be distracted. And so what are the things, and this isn't going to be a usual answer that you're going to get from people, guys. And I'm just going to give the really freaking authentic, what does Lisa Billy do, um, at things like this. So number one, I wear clothes. This is true. I think about what clothes I'm going to wear that make me feel a certain way that so for instance yesterday i was working i really had to focus on the graphic novel we're creating graphic novel for we females actually my husband will kill me if i call it a graphic novel. it's called a tonkabon and we're actually going to be putting them online and creating things empowering women which is why another reason i'm surrounded by female superheroes so okay so i wear something that makes me feel like a female badass like I actually put on ninja pants and a Japanese sweater that had like this punching image because I was going to focus on this, uh, on, to be creative on this graphic novel. So I wanted to embody the feeling. So I, I chose clothes. So guys, right now, what are you wearing? Like actually look, at, look down. What are you wearing? How is it making you feel? Okay, notice and acknowledge that that is a part of um, just an everyday act that you can control. So when I can't control the world around me, I can't control whether I can leave the house, um, I look at the things that I can control and embody how I feel. So secondly, I actually mentioned it. All these things behind me, guys, 
I'm going to show you guys a few things. Like, so that right there, if you see and pointing, that little yelling character right there is actually Hello Kitty's angry sister <laughs> called, um, oh God, I've forgotten her name now. Oh my God, I'm so distracted now. Um, um, Furusuko, oh shit, I can't remember the name. Anyway, character right there because I like the fun, aggression. Like, I just embody it. So I have surrounded myself with that. So guys, right now, as you're watching this, what is surrounding you? What is around you? Is it things that are distracting or is it things that allow you to focus on things you actually want to focus? And the last thing that I gave, I'm just giving away my whole video content right now that I'm about to post in a week or so. Um, but the other one is you have to ignore things that normally are distracting. So I actually use the example of laundry. So laundry. I freaking hate doing laundry. I don't like it. I think it's a complete waste of my time. I could be way more productive and doing other things and creating impact than just having clean clothes. But at some point, we need underwear. Or do we? That is the question. If you're about to do something creative, but you're like, oh, but I need to do the laundry. I need to wash my plates. I need to like clean my dishes. And I grew up, guys, in a family that is literally OCD on cleaning dishes. Like literally, my sister, my brother, they all, like we were brought up as soon as you eat clean dishes. But that is a choice. That is a choice of time and energy you are spending to do something. So Tom and I actually had the discussion, how do we run our lives? Okay, well, if I'm about to do something creative, I'm going to ignore all laundry. If that means I don't wear underwear, I don't wear underwear. If that means my husband doesn't wear underwear, I'll turn it inside out. So be it. But that is how I am going to get distracted. If I just keep focusing on that these things are important. They're not important. It's just we put meaning to it. So let's even take plates. Um, I believe in recycling, so I want to say that before I say this, but plates, like, use a paper plate, don't wash dishes, and um, make sure that you recycle, but, like, literally, like, t Tom will walk around eating food, like, in his hand because he doesn't want to wash a plate because he wants to spend that time and energy on being creative. So really identify what are the things that are being distracted and recognize you have a choice to focus on them or not. All right, I know that was a long answer, but I really like that question. I'm going to do another sticker tap. I don't know why I call it sticker tap. The funny thing is I just made up that thing. It's not really a sticker tap. Um, come on, Instagram. Button needs to work. All right. All right. How do I approach someone about getting together without them feeling freaked out? No men typically getting together without them feeling freaked out. Do you mean during the coronavirus? Because you probably shouldn't be meeting people now. <laughs> um, so I'm not quite sure. I'm sorry. I don't know why. Does anyone, do we have any guidelines on how to see the rest of the question? Because um, I'm only getting half of it. So I don't know if we can give context to that. I'm sorry, I can't read that. So guys, if you can, leave, uh, put, right now, because I'm just tech, not tech savvy, leave your question quite short um, so that I can read the whole thing. Um, right, here we go. Let's do this. How do you let go of things your partner did in the past cheating on X? Ooh, well, if they didn't cheat on you, well, hang on, let me th actually think about this question before I just give you, a, I don't want to give a generic answer. All right, let me put your, myself in your position. I meet Tom, fall in love with him. He's my partner. 
Oh, I see. He's in the past with someone else. Okay. And it comes out that, yes, he cheated on his last girlfriend with someone. And now I am um, not sure whether I can let it go or not. Okay. So first of all, I would say, well, what was the circumstance? Because I really am truly a freaking believer that everyone makes a mistake. So what were the circumstances in it? No, look, I say that. I say that. With the caveat, I guess, of saying, the thing I told Tom, there are two things I will not forgive him for. Like, literally will not forgive him, even if it's his first mistake. One is ever laying a finger on me in, obviously, an aggressive way. Um, and number two, cheating on me. So would I forgive him? No. I I've already told him that. upfront, babe, I love you so much. These are two things that I don't think I can ever overcome. So there's not going to be a second chance. I've just made that clear from the beginning. But if it was a previous relationship, I would establish that first say okay i know you've done that in the past but just so you know this is a deal breaker for me that's number one number two give him grace that maybe they've changed so what were the circumstances in which you cheated not that i'm saying there's an excuse guys please 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 don't jump on me for that i'm not saying there's an excuse but what were the circumstances that it happened acknowledge those and then see what they've done to adjust and change so take me, right? Like for eight years, I was a stay-at-home wife. And then I wanted to change and be Tom's business partner. So if he had held the change against me, then I don't think we could have succeeded. So A, embracing that everyone can change, everyone should change, not necessarily should, but has the ability to change and grow. So what have they done? since then to change and grow to recognize this isn't a behavior that is going to be accepted in your current relationship like actually have the words around that and then also stop judging like that's one thing that i would do right now um i wonder i'm projecting so i could be completely forced but i wonder how much you are judging them and using specific language when you're talking about it to make them feel guilty about it I don't know, again, I could be completely wrong, but I want to bring that to light because if they feel judged, then that's gonna be really hard for you guys to have a very open communication about that situation. So that's what I would do. I would say, hey, look, hey, no judgment. Yes, you screwed up, but what are the things that you learned from it and what are the things you're going to do differently? So let's say, for instance, the reason why they cheated on their partner in the past was because they met someone and they were getting attention. Okay, let's address why you weren't getting attention from your partner and why you needed to look for attention outside of your unit, right? What was it about maybe something you were going through? Maybe it was an ego thing. Maybe you were feeling badly about yourself. And so someone else gave you attention and so that attention felt good. And so you went and you didn't mean to, but you cheated. Okay, now we can dissect why on earth you didn't feel good in the first place, what it was about your relationship that you weren't getting out of it that, um, um, that you felt you had to go outside to address. Okay, because that is a real reason. And are they now learning from it and bringing that lesson into your current relationship? Because if they're not, then is there a potential he's going to cheat on you too? Very possibly. So I would really freaking break down the exact thing, how you can make sure that that doesn't happen in your current relationship, but you've got to do it with no judgment. I beg, beg, beg of you, do it with no judgment because that is when you're going to get the true communication and they're going to feel open enough to be able to talk to you. So imagine they now have the freedom and they feel like they have the space to come to you and say, babe, I know you love me, but I'm actually not feeling like um, you're putting much attention onto me. And I actually feel like I need this right now. 
that you need to create space so that your partner can come to you and say that to you. Again, I'm not saying it's the partner's fault that got cheated on. Like, I'm definitely not saying that. But as a partner, if you want to overcome it, you have to sit there and really, really, like, no bullshit get down to why they did it in the first place. So, I hope that helps. All right, going to do some shout-outs to Romania, Seattle, Ecuador, California, and Munich. Amazing. Thank you, guys. Um... Loving the pink hair. Thank you, Sarah Louise Doyle. Appreciate the pink hair comment. <laughs> um, okay, I'm going to do another question. All right, here, this is a question that I only know too much about. How do you completely reset when you are burnt out from work? Okay, so I've definitely suffered from burnout, hence my health issues that I've been battling with for four years. Um, first thing, I kind of said this earlier, everything is my fault. Guys, I say that to empower myself, not to break myself down. But everything is my fault. So I allowed myself to get burnt out. That's amazing news, because now I can reverse it. So then I look at going, okay, how did I because when you say reset, I don't personally think there's just a like, okay, back to zero. What I do is I assess the situation. So how did I get to the burnout phase in um, in the first place. So I'm just going to give you a real-time story about how I dissected my burnout at Quest. So Quest definitely was where I burnt out. What didn't I do? Okay, here are the things. I didn't listen to myself. When I was super tired, I didn't back off. Okay, so I would just start writing these things down. What are all the things on how I felt burnt out? And then what were the consequences to that burnout? So um, I was really freaking tired all the time. I started to become very forgetful, like literally very forgetful. In real time, as I'm talking, I would completely forget what I was gonna say. Okay, so all of these things, uh, I would get moody, I would get irritated. My, um, my attention span was very small, I would get snappy. Okay, all of these are reactions to feeling burnt out. So now in hindsight, I can look and write a list of all these things that have happened that were leading me as little, like imagine your your brain has got like little white flags. That's how I kind of envision it. Little white flags waving. Okay, they're waving like, hey, you're not sleeping. Hey, you're burning yourself out. So now I just identify what are all these flags that I had, I chose to ignore. Okay, now I have them. All right, Lisa, next time, when you identify these things, what are you going to do differently? So setting, because this is kind of how I reset, because you have to identify the burnout in the first place in order to work backwards. So, okay, I wasn't listening to my body. So when I wasn't sleeping, I wasn't making sure that I would get more sleep. And that led to me being irritable. Okay, cool. Because when I'm irritable, huh, Lisa, maybe you need more sleep. So let me try and get more sleep and see how that then affects me. Um, so I really do back off. And like, I have a pull of like, what do you mean you only put in 10 hours of work today? Like, come on. Like, that's how I, that's how I would like actually beat myself up. And so I'm just like, you can't do that anymore, Lisa. It didn't serve you. Like literally that freaking way of thinking did not serve you. So every time I go to beat myself up over only working eight hours or only working 10 hours, I have to like have this, like, um, I think that there's actually a phrase, I can't remember what it's called, but like this interrupter that is like, hell no, this is how you burn out. And remember, Lisa, when you burn out, could you show up for your people? No. Could you show up for your business? No. Could you show up for your team? No. So if you know burnout isn't good, 
for yourself or for your business, then you have to start working backwards and make sure that you put in those implementations that you have told yourself you were going to do. So I just like kind of backtrack. All right, so thank you for that question. Um, all right. People are asking if we can post this video, shout out to the podcast. All right, so guys, yes, actually, I just had the conversation with conversation. I sent a text this morning to my team saying, um, we were saying, oh, they're just going to live on IGs and that's that. But I actually do think that we should be releasing these on podcast. So if you guys want to um, recap and re-listen to these on podcast, we are all are also posting some of them on YouTube. And so what we're thinking about doing is cutting these into clips. So I really do appreciate any feedback you guys have actually on how we should use this content. It's very, very difficult for me on this side of things to um, know how I am impacting people and if this is bringing value and if we should be sharing it. Um, what's your podcast, Women of Impact? So if you are a podcaster, go over to Women of Impact on podcast, on Spotify, all of those good things, and we are there. Or if you like video, which is definitely my um, heart and soul, we also do video content on YouTube. So that is YouTube Women of Impact. Love your accent so much. Thank you so much. Actually, that's actually a funny little story. Tom was, um, I mentioned something in, with an accent like uh, a couple of years ago by accident. And he was like, no, he's like, keep your accent. So I try to, um, when I go to say like water, to be like water. Or, you know, the certain words that people love that I say in the British accent. So I try to like emphasize that in a British accent. Now completely derailing, bringing no one any value whatsoever. Um, all right, so I'm going to do one more question. All right. Oh, yeah. I'm just going to answer this because it's my heart. Are you coming to Cyprus anytime soon after COVID? Yes, definitely. I was planning to come to Cyprus in, um, when was I going to go? In October. Um, a big part... Um, of what I really want to do is really help um, basically the 11-year-old 11 11 Lisa. So when I think about who that 11-year-old Lisa was, it was like this freak girl who felt so freaking insecure. I had the frizzy hair. I had the unibrow. Um, I felt like there weren't many Greek um, powerhouse women that I could really look up to or really see like what was possible. So I definitely am um, trying to spend more and more time thinking about my community in that area. So thank you for that question. Um, all right, I'm going to answer one more question. How is everyone doing? Okay, so I'm going to answer this one. How are you and Tom dealing with anxiety? So I don't want to answer for Tom, um, but I can give you my answer. All right, so here's the truth, because I'm never going to bullshit you guys. I actually don't um, suffer from anxiety. I suffer from stress. Like, that is my kryptonite. I um, basically allow so much to just pile on my plate that I get more and more stressed. And so with the stress, I start to get very tired. I don't, don't start to feel good. I start to be snappy at people. Um, and that is a real part of my personality and a real part of um, my kryptonite, I guess I would say. So whether it's stress or whether it's anxiety, things like that, what I do is I say, okay, what can I control? Because I know a lot of people right now are getting super anxious about the quarantine, about um, how long are we going to be stuck here? What is my future going to look like? And that is where the unknown 
really can start to get scary. So I go, instead of focusing on the unknown, what are the things I do know? Okay, I know that I am at home right now. I know that right now I have today to create something, to do something as part of my mission, as part of my purpose, as part of what I want to create, as part of my goal. So I'm going to focus on that. And then also another thing that I do is try to get really in tune with your body. So I have worked on this for so long that I start to realize when my heart starts to get, starts to race. Like when I start to feel that real tightness in my stomach. And I think I want to know actually, if you guys can heart who has ever had that type of feeling, whether it's like the tightness in the stomach, the heart racing, the flushing, right? Like where your face starts to feel really hot. And these are all symptoms to me of when I start to derail and allow the stress to really get to me. So I like actually answered in my last question, I put these up as almost like little flagpoles. Okay, Lisa, if the heart is racing, if your face starts to feel hot, if you start to get snappy, these are all signs that you're going on a path that you know where it leads you. You know that the stress can actually really hurt your health. So I assume, excuse me, I think I assume with anxiety, it's the same. So what are these flags that you can right now, as you guys are watching, what are the things that you can identify? Write them down. If it's, you know, um, racing heart, like I said, all the things that for me I have identified. Okay, now when these happen, what am I going to do differently? So guys, if you right now, you know that you're getting into these um, anxiety, what would you call them? Like roller coasters. One minute, your anxiety is through the roof. Then you're able to bring yourself down and your anxiety is through the roof. Okay. In the moments where your anxiety comes low, what are the things? Because you need to look at the situation I call in an emotionally sober moment. So in those emotionally sober moments, what can you do that you know may help with the anxiety? So for me, I'm going to take stress again. I know that, so we've, I've, I've put in all these little flagpoles of identifying, okay, your heart racing, your face gets hot. Okay, what do I need to do? I know that if I keep focusing on what is stressing me out, it only gets worse. I've never, in the history of being Lisa, have ever, ever um, known for that not to get worse. So, okay, if I know that, all right, Lisa, right now you're feeling super stressed. Why are you feeling stressed? Okay, you feel like you've got a lot of pressure on. Okay, why do you have a lot of pressure on? Okay, because I feel like I've got 26 employees whose all their salaries rely on keeping this business afloat. Okay, it is my responsibility and my husband's to keep this business afloat. Okay, that's a freaking lot of pressure. Okay, but being stressed and anxious about it doesn't help. What do I need to do? I need to clear my mind because I, right now, I need to be so abundantly clear about the actions I have to take in order to keep this company afloat. And stress and anxiety does not um, help with that. All right, if stress and anxiety doesn't help with that, what do I have to do right now to bring my stress um, lower? Okay, take a bath. Like, what are the things that I know help me? Like, what acts can I do? So for me, it all starts with an act. What is the first act I can do? Take a bath, hug my husband, hug myself, hug your puppy, hug a teddy. Like for me, I'm, I'm a hugger. So everything's going to be hugging. But like literally, what is that thing that you can do right now to start changing the chemicals in your body? What are the things, who can I talk to? What are the things that I can watch? Music, guys, music. So literally, in fact, I'm going to tell you a real-time story. Yesterday, I was feeling very overwhelmed. I'm very tired. I'm doing a lot. I'm... um 
And look, I, I'm not saying I'm the only person. I know a lot of freaking people are, but I started to feel the weight um, yesterday of um, feeling really tired. And so, but my mind says, Lisa, you know, keep going, push through it. So I really wanted to work out because for me now, unlike before my health was really bad, for me now, um, my working out is actually my sanctuary. It's my place that I can shut out the world I don't think about anyone else. I don't care about anyone else. And I only care about being in my zone with my music. And so I turn up, uh, so I went to work out yesterday and I started to feel stressed and overwhelmed. I didn't sleep well, which is a sign. Lisa, that you're stressed. And I got, got to my gym and my husband's working out and my sister-in-law's working out. And I was like, all I want is peace. I just want to be by myself. And I was like, well, Lisa, you know what this is like? You've got a choice right now. You've got a choice to let the outside influence how I feel or I can freaking take control of it because I've been here before it's no surprise I've been here before I can take that and know the tools that I've set into place to change the chemicals in my body to unwind the stress that I'm feeling all right Lisa what do you know about yourself what did you tell you in these emotional sober moments I told myself I would listen to music I told myself I would take a deep breath okay so what is the music right now that's going to change this chemicals that you're feeling stressed 90s music I want to put on 90s music. So I put on 90s music and I said, I don't care who's listening. I don't care my husband's sitting right there. I'm going to sing at like to my heart's content. And I'm not going to think about anything else except for Britney in my ears singing. And so that's what I did. And Alicia was like, just put the music on. One step at a time, just put the music on. And I started putting the music on. All right, Brit. I hear you, girl. And then I start singing, all right, till the world ends. Start doing some picking up, right? Like, so I, I move my body on purpose. All of this is on purpose. I start to think, all right, music, allow the music to get to you. Start to move, start to sing. Spice Girls, hells yeah, I got Spice Girls on my list as well. And so even in just talking about it, you can see I'm getting so freaking excited about thinking about 90s music. So I know that was like a lot of kind of this and that and like all over the place a little, but when, if you have anxiety, if you have stress in those moments, think about the actual tactics, guys, the tactics, what are you actually going to do in those moments? And you know what, you know how, I want to know, in fact, what do you think I felt after that workout? After listening to Britney, after like just letting her seep into my mind and my body, I felt amazing. So with anxiety, know what you can control, not what you, know what you can't control. Put in actual steps, actual things that you're actually going to do when you start to feel those flagpoles, you know, showing the little flags. Like, what are you going to do? Like, everything is, for me at least, a plan. Because once I have a plan in place, I then don't worry about getting stressed, if that makes sense. Because I actually know people get stressed about worrying about being stressed or people get anxiety because they're worried about getting anxiety. So what I do is I go, okay, but now I don't have to worry. Because if I've already put a plan of action in place, when it happens, I don't have to stress about it because I've actually got an um, instruction manual, if you will, to go back to. All right, guys. Whew. That was a long one. Sorry. Hope that it was, um, hope you can take some concise tactics and tips from that. Thank you so much for joining me, guys. I really, 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 really 
love spending this time connecting with you guys. Please, please do keep the questions coming. I'm going to be doing lives every single week. Next week, oh, so in fact, tomorrow, I've got my girl Roxy. We're going to be talking about female badassery. So come and join, ask some questions. We're going to be taking questions live there. Then on Monday, I'm going to be um, doing a uh, live with none other than my friend Trent Shelton in the house. I freaking love that man. He has like the most amazing soul. Anyway, so that's going to be on Monday. So keep joining me. Keep asking the questions. I want to know how I can provide value. That is definitely my motivation. So when I wake up feeling stressed that I've got a lot on my plate, I definitely reframe my mind into, um, okay, but you're helping people. You're really creating impact. So people are asking what time. Typically, I try to keep it consistent at 10 a.m. Um, on Pacific Standard Time. But I also check out my IG stories because I do make sure that I put down some countdowns um, 